Good morning, I'm Angela. We've got two readings this morning, one from the Old Testament and one from the New. The, New, the Old Testament is in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. The New Testament reading is from John 1, verses 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, testifying concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace, in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father and has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Cheers. Thanks very much for the reading, Angela. How are we all this morning? It's pretty cold and wet outside. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
What a powerful statement. And it's very fitting opening to a gospel about Jesus. These almost poetic words are the start to John's gospel, what we call the prologue of John's gospel. And it is in light of these words that John wants his readers to read the rest of his gospel. The reader needs to consider that the words and deeds written of Jesus in the gospel are the words and deeds of God. The word was with God and the word was God. The opening prologue sets a scene for John's gospel with two distinct characters. We have the word who in verse 14 we see he becomes flesh. And he is the only son. He is Jesus Christ. And the second character we see is the divine witness. His name is John, John the Baptist. He is the one who gives witness concerning Jesus, and he does so that whoever hears this may believe. Now, if there is any truth to the claim that John has about Jesus being God, then that has some major ramifications for anyone that reads his gospel. When Jesus commands us to love one another, it is God who is commanding us to love. When Jesus offers life eternal, it is God who offers life eternal. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again so that we may be right with the Father, it is God that does this. And it's very important to be constantly reminded of this truth. And that is why John spends the first 18 verses of his gospel explaining how Jesus is God. Now, in the lead-up to Christmas, we'll be exploring different aspects of John's prologue over the next four weeks. Uh, The challenge that Prash has given me today is to see how it relates to the Genesis creation account. And our main focus will be on the first five verses of John's Gospel and the first five verses of Genesis. Now, the main point that we're going to unpack today is Jesus brings light into his created world. Uh, But before we get stuck into this, uh, please join me in prayer. Father God, we give you thanks uh, for today, for the ability to come here together as a community of worshippers and believers. Uh, We pray that you'll be amongst us, Lord, that you'll open our hearts and our minds to listen and to pay attention and to understand what you'd have us understand. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus brings light into his created world. Hang on a minute. Jesus created the world? Wasn't it God that created the world? Or wasn't it some magical big bang millions of years ago? The opening of John's gospel is clear. It references the Genesis creation account. And we can see that here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word. Immediately, the readers of John's Gospel would reflect back upon 
Genesis. Now, John could have started his gospel like Matthew did. He could have written a genealogy about Jesus, tracing him back to the royal line of David. Or like Mike, uh, Mark, who refers John, the Baptist, as the one that prof- the prophet Isaiah spoke about. The, wo- the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Or he could have written it like Luke did who begins with the foretelling of the birth of both the divine witness, John the Baptist, and the son of the Most High, Jesus Christ. But what John does instead is he goes all the way back to creation, to the very beginning. And what this tells us is that Jesus' earthly mission was planned since the very beginning of time, of creation. And we see in verse 3, we read, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John is going out of his way to clearly state that Jesus created all things. Now the reference to the word is another clear indicator to the Genesis account. In Genesis, we read, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let there be an expanse, and it was so. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, and it was so. In this almost rhythmical creation account, God speaks, and it was so. There's a great emphasis on the word of God, and in this instance, it's his spoken word. Now, the Old Testament readers of of John's gospel would have associated this word with uh, three distinct characteristics of God's self-expression. The first one, as seen in Genesis, is that God's word is used for creation. He speaks, and it came, came to be. Secondly, God's word is expressed to reveal himself to his people. And thirdly, God's word is used to express his plan of salvation for humanity. The emphasis of this creation account and the prologue to John's gospel is that God speaks and it is so. As the psalmist puts it, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. However, John takes it a step further. John rightly believes that Jesus is God. And if we also recognize this truth, that Jesus is God, and if we recognize that when God speaks, it is so, then we can rightly say that Jesus speaks, and it is so. And if all of creation came to be because of his spoken word, then so will his promises. Now how comforting is that? When Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
He will fulfill this promise. So let's keep this in mind as we look at my next point. Jesus brings light into his created world. In verses 4 to 5 of John's Gospel, we read, And the life was the light of man, the light shines in the darkness. Now we have looked at how Jesus created all things, and by his word, things come to be. But what does this light mean? Throughout the New Testament, Jesus is often associated with this term light. In John's Gospel alone, if, uh, can you, yeah, cool. In John's Gospel alone, Jesus himself states, I am the light of the world. He says, I have come as light into the world. The light has come into the world. The light is among you. Whilst you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of the light. But what does this light mean? For this, let's look again at the Genesis creation account and see if this can help uh, with our understanding of it. So in Genesis uh, 1 verse 2, Uh, we read that the earth was without form and darkness was over the face of the deep. Then God said, let there be light. In this account, we see that there was no light in the earth, only darkness. And it wasn't until God actually speaks that light entered the world. Now, the Genesis account is talking about the sun, the S-U-N, Um, That big, bright, shiny thing in the sky, although it's not there at the moment. I've got a picture there just to help you remember what the sun looks like. God was creating day and night in this Genesis account. He was calling it light, day, and he was calling the uh, darkness night. But what Genesis reveals to us about light is that it's not just the opposite of darkness. It's that darkness is the absence of of light. There is also this sense of a cycle. You have darkness one moment, light the next, and then you have the first day. Uh, God said, let the expanse be, and there was the second day. Or let the earth sprout vegetation, the third day, and then the fourth, fifth, sixth, and the seventh, he rested. What one could conclude from the Genesis account is that light reveals God's creation. Without, his, without light, we can't see anything, can we? We can't see his creation. Now, have you ever been in this situation where things were so dark that you couldn't see anything at all? I remember being on uh, one of these young youth camps. Um, I think it was for youth works. It's called Jam Camp. Have you ever heard of Jam Camp? It's called Jesus and Me is what it stands for. Fantastic little camps over the summer break. Um, and during this camp, we went into the caves as a group of people. So I was there with my friends, with my youth leaders, and we went into the heart of the cave. We had our torches, of course, so we could see where we were going. But as soon as we got to the heart of the cave, our teachers, leaders told us to switch off our torches and it was pitch black you couldn't see anything at all 
And even though I was with my friends and I was with my youth leaders, I started to get scared. I couldn't see anything. My heart started to race. Being in absolute darkness is a very scary thing. And I'm not too sure why. Maybe it's the fear of the unknown. I mean, anything could happen to you and you wouldn't know until the last minute. But when we turned our lights back on, my fears started to go away and my heart started to become calm. The light from our torches revealed to me where my friends were, where my leaders were. And it revealed to where I could step without falling down a hole. Now the light in creation reveals, reveals God's creation to us. Without light, we see nothing. We see emptiness. Now, is this the same light that John is talking about? Yes, he is. But he's talking about something else as well. Much, much more. John refers to the light as Jesus. Jesus himself says in verse eight, uh, chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Jesus isn't saying that he's some kind of torch you can take into the middle of a cage, a cave and just see everything as if it were day. Jesus the Son is instead revealing creation like not like a, a light or a torch does. Instead Jesus is revealing God to humanity. He reveals God to humanity. He reveals God's glory. Every characteristic of God is revealed in Jesus. Jesus is God become flesh. He is the creator become the created. Now the significant difference between the light mentioned in Genesis and that mentioned in John's Gospel is that the Genesis account, there is some sense of finality. You have the light, day, which is overcome by the darkness, night. The night comes back. Whereas in verse 5 of John's Gospel, the darkness has not overcome it. Now I know it's Christmas period, um, but let's look at Easter for a minute. When the darkness of humanity sought to crucify the light... They lost. The darkness did not overcome the light. Jesus conquered the darkness when he rose from the dead. For those that put their faith in him, he offers this same victory. Jesus offers a glorious resurrection, the victory over death. Christians put their hope in this victory. And now remember what we looked at earlier. Jesus speaks, and it is so. Jesus offers victory over darkness. Have you accepted his offer? Jesus offers life. Do you accept? Jesus has conquered the grave. Will you conquer it too? Jesus has revealed God's ultimate plan for salvation. 
Will you believe? But now that I think about it a little bit more, I'd like to rephrase my opening statement. I'd like to say that instead, Jesus the light reveals God to his created world. Through Jesus' revelation of God and his plan of salvation, he also reveals something about humanity. Jesus shows us what it means to be human and how to enjoy his creation. Jesus went to wedding feasts and festivals and celebrations. He enjoyed himself. He ate, he drank, and he slept like any other human. He had deep emotional relationships with those around him. You can think of his friend Lazarus. When his friend died, what did Jesus do? He wept. Jesus was also tempted, just like you and I. He spent countless hours in prayer, and he felt pain, and he suffered death like all humans will. Yet he was still without sin. And he was what the Bible would call holy or without fault. Jesus' holiness can also show us our own darkness, our own unholiness. We are in such desperate need of the light and his offer of life eternal. Now the darkness of humanity is our sinful nature, our self-centeredness. It is the root cause of all hunger, poverty, war, theft, murder, any broken relationship is due to our sinful nature, our darkness. And Jesus shows us our sin. And he shows us what a perfect human looks like. And it's only by looking at the deeds and following the words of Jesus and with his help, that we can overcome the darkness. And it's because of what Jesus has done on the cross that the darkness has no hold on him, nor will it have any hold on those that put their faith in him. Jesus, the light, reveals God to his created world. Jesus is God become flesh. When Jesus speaks, it is so. The darkness has not overcome Jesus, nor will it overcome those who put their faith in him. Let me pray. Father God, we give you thanks for your word. Uh, we thank you for sending your son into this world to be light to mankind and revealing you to us, Lord. Uh, we give you thanks that you've called us here to uh, put our faith and trust in you. We pray that you continue to yeah, work within us as we look to the weeks ahead. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.